0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Overcoming Life Podcast. I'm your host, Nashon Garrett. Most of you guys probably know me from the TikTok. Yes. Yes, indeed. Well, we have been talking about a lot of things, but primarily we have been focusing on, um, specifically in this episode, we're going to be talking about uh, in our continuation in our daily Bible study of, Romans. we had been talking about the two eyes in Romans chapter 7, and what they are, and well, uh, one is the idemic self-life, which is what we receive from Adam, which is passed through our parents. And then the other life that we receive, and the other I, is the new man, and it's from God, and it's from his seed, and it's an imperishable seed, and it can't sin. It's pretty, it's really pretty amazing. So we talked a little bit about identifying um, the real you. Um, and I think that's where we're going to, I think that's where we're going to start. So both Paul and John understood that we have a holy seed inside of us, guys. And the witness of John and John, First John chapter 3, verse 9 and 10 says that everyone who is begotten of God doesn't sin. That is, he is sinless. Right, uh, because his seed, that is God's seed, abides in him, and he cannot sin because he is begotten of God. By this, the children of God and the children of devil are obvious. So most translators have not really understood the difference between the two eyes. So people come up with some interesting translations and interesting doctrines that tend to mislead lead people. But John, the writer of 1 John, tells us that um, it's Christ in you. It is a fetus that has been begotten and impregnated, um, by God himself. So it's God's seed being impregnated into our souls. Uh, Dr. Bullinger tells us in his notes on Matthew chapter one, verse two, beget, um, ganeo, when used of the father to beget or to engender, And when used of the mother, it means to bring forth into the world. So God the Father has begotten a holy seed within us, guys. You understand that? He has put a holy seed inside of us. And it's amazing. And that seed is Christ. It is a byproduct of God's word, His seed, the living seed and our souls, which is from the earth, it's earthly, um, it is our souls. We were impregnated through our Passover experience. That is through faith. That is through hearing. And the holy seed matures through Pentecost, and it learns discipline. And then it's finally brought to full birth through tabernacles, at which time the old Adamic mother who is the soul she does die in childbirth in our new identity the man child who is Christ is fully independent so both John again and Paul understood we have this holy seed in, inside of us it, and um it's incapable of sin do you guys know that there's a part of you that is begotten by God that is incapable of sin because anything begotten of God cannot sin. It's not possible. It's not possible for God to miss the mark. It is not possible for anything begotten of God to miss the mark. Now, to sin is to miss the mark. God cannot miss the mark. God cannot fail to meet his own standard and his own requirement. Only that which is begotten of the first Adam can sin. Why? Because it's passed through the um, that debt. Um, and the ability to sin is passed through Adam; it cannot help but sin um, because of its inherent weakness. And again, remember that weakness that people experience, that we experience in our bodies, is mortality, death working itself out in our bodies. Is that mortality, and it um, makes us weak, and it causes us doesn't um, it causes us to want to sin? We are prone to sin because of our mortality. So we are admonished to identify the new I and really to see this, this Holy See to be the real I. It's not only Christ in you. It's not just Christ in you. It is you. It is the new and real you. It is both the Son of God and it's the Son of Man. It has two parents, one from heaven and one from earth. Jesus, guys, remember, is the patterned Son, So, um, remember, and I think we're just, I think a little bit of this is just, we we had talked about this a little bit before, but the deliverance from the eye, do you remember when we are truly identified with Christ, um, then we submit to the law. And as we moved on, going on to a little bit to Romans eight, as we are finishing up our recap of, of, um, our last part, we're going to be focusing on living by the Christ identity. Focus, Focusing on upon being led by the Spirit. And um, so we're going to continue on that part. Father, thank you so much for who you are, for your purpose, your will, your desire, your intent for our lives. And I thank you so much that we um, are called by you. We are born not of the will of man, nor of flesh, nor of blood, but of God. So we are to reckon our old identity. It's dead. It is dead, guys. Um and we have identified with Christ in his death so that the body of sin would be put to death. So how does this alter our thinking and practice? By the way, if you notice my voice is a little bit um grungy, it's because I was yelling all weekend because I was coaching my wrestling kids at a big tournament this weekend. Um, for those of you guys who don't know, I am a wrestling coach. That's what I do kind of as a profession mostly. Um so anyways, if my voice sounds a little bit off, it's because of that. So in accordance with the definition, reckon, it's la, la my. We're not talking about an actual death, guys. Um, it doesn't imply that our body parts are s- completely and perfectly submitted to Christ. Uh, it's a state of mind. To reckon yourself dead to something is a state of mind. Where we understand what we ought to do, and so we strive in the direction of being obedient to Christ that is in us, or the new man. And really what we're saying is that we're, we're being led by the Spirit. So you guys, uh, you guys remember this Passover, Pentecost, Tabernacles. Passover is being justified by faith in the blood of Jesus, the Lamb. Pentecost is symbolic of the giving of the Ten Commandments, and the Pentecostal um, portion, as we identify with Pentecost for its fulfillment, it's focused upon obedience as a means of training until you have grown. Um, excuse me, grown up, and then transitioned into the fullness of agreement with God. Remember, there is obedience. There's people who are obedient to God, but who are not um, in agreement with him. But the focus of Pentecost and the time of Pentecost is that we would transition into full obedience to God. And this transition is pictured by Israel when they entered into the promised land through the Jordan River. And so that Jordan River is the place of that final baptism. You guys remember they walked um, through the river, Um, And this final baptism, that is where the old man really dies fully and the new man fully emerges into resurrection life. We are coming into, there's Passover, Pentecost and Tabernacles are prophetic of times to come, but they they also are done on an individual level as well as a corporate level. So they are fulfilled on a historical corporate level, and then they are fulfilled on a spiritual level, and they are fulfilled on a, a, a corporate spiritual level, and it's also fulfilled on a personal spiritual level. And so when we, um, when the old man fully dies and the new man emerges fully into resurrection life, that is the, the time of the resurrection. That is when we receive new and resurrected bodies. That is the fulfillment of um, tabernacles or the the entering into the promised land which is really just receiving new bodies the promised land is new bodies are is new bodies whatever it might be all right so you remember joshua and caleb in the old testament they are the types of the overcomers and as we have talked about in many of um in many of the podcasts there are many types there are two types of people in this world well three really there's overcomers who are believers and priests and will reign with Jesus there are believers who who have been justified by faith but who have not yet learned obedience and come into the agreement of God and these are those who don't receive immortality in the first resurrection they receive um they receive it in the second resurrection and then there are those who do not yet believe there are three types of people and those it's also symbolic of the outer court the inner court the holy of holies it is a depiction of um the, the temple. And, uh, you know, we see the threes, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. We see um, body, soul, spirit. We see um, outer court, inner court, holy of holies. Um, we see these things in threes. And um, again, there are three types of believers, really. There's the, as I just explained. So it is my belief uh, that no individual overcomer will inherit the full promise the full um, that is to say the resurrection of the body until the historical fulfillment has taken place so as we saw the baptism of the Holy Spirit take place in Pentecost it couldn't come on any individual person until it happened at the historic appointed time um again so no one's probably going to get a resurrected body before the historical fulfillment of the time when uh well and still it's until it's historically fulfilled um uh, there's i think there's a set day just like maybe in pentecost where the holy spirit came down on everyone um there was a specific time and date set up for them to receive the spirit there was a specific time and day and date for um Jesus to be crucified There's a specific time and day for him to be resurrected. And I think there's a specific time and historical day in which we will, as a corporate, on a corporate level and historical level, um, receive our bodies. But I don't think anyone receives it before that historical time. So um, that's why I believe we we won't, no individual overcomer will inherit the full promise until the historical fulfillment has taken place. So, excuse me. It is said of Samson that the Spirit of the Lord would come upon him mightily. So, I mean, let's take a look at all those people who the Holy Spirit did come upon them. Um, that is to say, there were men and women throughout the Old Testament who were led by the Spirit um, in ways that were similar to the ways that um, the apostles were. For example, Sam, Samson and Judges 14, uh, chapter, chapter 14, verse 6 chapter 19 and chapter 15 verse 14 and he was a type and shadow of the one who is to come king saul was also uh, one of those types of people again he was a type and shadow but all of them full fell short of the full and perfect spiritual maturity and obedience and um so they can't be um they can't be examples for us that uh it's possible for them to uh have the fullness the full promise people get um they will get measurements of the promise but i don't think the fullness of it i don't think uh we're going to have you know one of our arms be immortal and the rest of our body be uh mort- mortal and <laughs> so anyways uh so again these ones they were receiving some re- retraining um at the time and so the spirit of god imputes righteousness to them so that they cannot be weighed down by a sense of guilt and inadequacy. Um, that is to say, these Old, these old Testament people, um, they were called to be like Christ. They were called to do what he did, speak as he spoke, heal as he healed, to raise the dead as he did. Um, and we see this in the New Testament. Uh, and though we walk by imputed faith, guys, it is as if we were as perfect as Jesus himself. Our righteousness has been imputed to us as if we were as perfect as Jesus. And we are his body, we are his hands, we are his feet in the earth, and um, we are the ones through whom the kingdom is established. And so as we learn to speak authoritatively by the Spirit, it is indeed really him speaking through us. When we come into contact with disease, death, disobedience, it will not be able to stand in the presence of Christ nor in our presence because Christ is in us. And in fact, um, our new identity is Christ. In the practice of these things, most people do not dare to exercise such authority on earth. And the issue mostly is because they lack faith. And um, that is, well, it's, un, it's unhelpful. We can't simply chide people for their lack of faith. We can't be able to just say, hey, well, brother, you locked face, and so that's why your aunt died of cancer. Um, we have to provide some instruction that helps them build their faith. So faith, building faith isn't just a a matter of, oh, well, so many years has happened. And so therefore my faith is built up through, um, (laughs) some type of, (laughs) uh, you know, you're building credit on faith or something. Well, I've been a Christian for 10 years and therefore my faith is as a, as a credit amount of, um, plus two or plus 10, whatever's, no faith faith doesn't build credit like that guys we have to we have to build our faith um and there are practical ways to do so but really faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of god um and so we're going to be talking a little bit about faith and and the confidence of faith so most people's issue is that they lack experience they got heart they got uh you know they got heart they got intentionality they uh where well, they lack experience and they lack a history of success and seeing disease and death flee from them. And so when, of course, you know, someone prays for somebody else and, uh, and they don't see someone healed. And of course it's just another token of, well, God doesn't heal or this doesn't happen in this day and age. Um, generally when people start out as children in Christ, they lack the spiritual development that can only come through experience so we need to have the experience that comes, um, we need to have the experience, but oftentimes when we start off as children, we don't, we don't have the spiritual development um, because we don't have the experience. It takes time, guys, to develop the confidence that comes by success. Without confidence, it is difficult, very difficult to exercise authority. We need to have confidence. And even um, John said himself, he says, hey, this is our confidence. Our confidence is this, that whatever we ask from him, he'll he'll do it because we're going to ask according to his will. Um, I'm sorry if this seems like if it's a bit of a shift uh, for you guys. Um, It's a little bit of a shift. We are actually talking about healing the sick. We are actually talking about um, cleansing the lepers, seeing the dead rise, and having authority. We are talking about these things. And um, so right now we're talking about the confidence and having faith in those things, just in case you guys got a little bit confused, um, because I got a little bit confused as I'm kind of uh, reading off my, uh, uh, reading off these these bullet bullet points. So um, it takes time to develop confidence. Without confidence, it's super, super difficult to exercise authority, guys. Um, There's some people going, like, well, you know, go away in, in Jesus' name, and they don't have confidence or they have doubt in their hearts. Um, we need to have confidence because an authoritative command must be given with confidence, great confidence, knowing that it will be decreed. And much of our lack of confidence is really just due to feelings of guilt. It's due to feelings of inadequacy, not being good enough, um, feeling like we've sinned too much, feeling like we're lawless. And if it's the case that you are lawless, it's because maybe we haven't grown up. Maybe we haven't matured um, in the things of God. Maybe we haven't matured um, and maybe we're young. You know, I think there's a lot of people who... Uh, so when I was in the charismatic movement, um, I think it was always a thing of like, okay, we have this confidence in God. We know his authority. We know that he's great. We know that he heals. Jesus is our standard. Jesus is our barometer. And, um, if, if he did it and he tells me to follow him, then I can do it too. And mostly it's this sense of like confidence in him and what he has done. Right. But at the same time, you can't be lawless and, and be a lawless ambassador of Christ and, uh, and think that you can have the same authority. I I don't think that that works guys. Um, because really, faith comes by hearing, it comes through the hearing and it comes through obedience and it comes through um, and it comes through uh, agreeing with the laws of God. it's almost like if you went to a foreign country as an ambassador for the king and you were out all night. Um, getting drunk with uh, your your buddies and hooking up with prostitutes and paying for sex and doing all these things, and then, uh, then standing up in front of th- thousands of people and saying, you guys are lawless, uh, or telling people, hey, I have the authority to, to tell you not to do bad things. Um, it's kind of evil, right? It's, it's kind of twisted. So I don't think a person... Uh, who has a lawless heart, who has not learned obedience, is going to have a really great time um, having confidence in the authority of Christ in them because they themselves are not subjected to Christ. So uh, the issue is that even if you do have that confidence and authority, and even if you do see those things, at the end of the age, you're going to come to Jesus and he's going to say, Hey, uh, depart from me you who work lawlessness i never knew you even though you did all these wonderful things so there is we do need to have confidence but we have to have faith too and you can't have faith without having obedience you guys understand what i'm saying there's a measure of faith that comes through justification believing in the justification uh by the blood right um and that is a level of faith but then there is another level of faith that comes through obedience and agreement with the laws of god and if you don't um if you're not in obedience and agreement with the law of God um but yet you have confidence in his authority bro you're going to have a, a a rude awakening when Jesus says yo I never knew you and I I think that uh I think we have to be important, uh careful of these things we're going to move a little bit more about onto uh, faith and confidence here in our next episode um and what it means um what it means to be confident and have confidence in him. And uh, so with that being said, very short time here. Blessings to you guys and peace from God, our father and Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, We shall talk to you and see you next episode on the overcoming life podcast.